Well, hello, folks, and welcome to We the Peeps. This is the American Soccer Podcast, which has now returned to its regularly scheduled programming. Uh, hello. Hello. We cover the U.S. men's national soccer team. That's what we talk about. Uh, and we're here to do it today with you. My name is Clayton, and I'm a rapper. I'm Ty. I manage a web design company called Cantilever. And guess what? We've always loved the Nats. Always. Never had any doubts, dog. <laughs> no doubt. Never had doubts. <laughs> Trust the process. I always said Burhalter was the guy for the... Burhalter in. There's a lot of cohesiveness in this group. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Folks, the game was, of course, you know it, you love it. It's, it's uh, USA versus Canada, part deuce, part duo, uh, happening here in the Nations League. Du. Duo. Deuce. Here in Montreal. Uh, and it was a win for us. 4-1, no big deal, no big deal. Uh, as, as you were, folks. As you were, U.S. expected to and does beat Canada. We're going to talk all about that, but first and foremost, please do remember to tell a friend. A friend of mine told another friend of theirs, and they downloaded and listened to the show. And if you are that friend, uh, friend of Walter Woodington, uh, then reach out to us on Twitter at WTPPod, wow. and you please will do. receive a peep nomination, my friend. Uh, you know it. You know you will. You'll get that mention. Um, anything else for him, Ty? Oh, yeah. Rate and review. Five stars, please. End of housekeeping. Uh, this was a good one. Let's line them up. This didn't suck. The Get dust there, is boys. yet to come. You dust A versus Kenneth Alfonso. The, the pun of the century, which I didn't think of until I was making last episode's, uh, t- you know, type. Um, this, this, that's what this was. So let, let's, let's line them up. Both gloves, all the gloves. No need for any other gloves at all. Brad Guzan, the polar bear, getting goal. Serginho Dest, first and foremost. First right name on the side. team sheet. Let's go, baby. Dest, cap tied for life. We got you, bitch. Uh, welcome in. It's going to be fun. <laughs> I mean, welcome. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what's gotcha. up? <laughs> gotcha. Uh, Aaron Long and welcome back, John brooks good to see your shining head uh like shinier than it ever was before it gets shinier every year and then on the left side let's uh let's try out tim ream why not because uh that makes sense uh in the middle we're gonna have jackson yule weston mckenney and sebastian let jet to let jet to quit uh up front seattle sounders mls champion jordan morris uh, rising star of 2015 and will always be uh, number one in our hearts, Giassi <laughs> Zardes, and of course, the nips that just won't quit, Paul Ariola. <laughs> Folks, that was the 11 that took us into Perky, this game. as usual. <laughs> Perky as usual. They never go flat. These nips are from another planet, baby. Um, check it out. This game, I should in the starting lineups, I should also mention Alfonso Davies starting left back. Am I crazy or is that crazy? Uh, there was some of that happened. Folks, uh, we scored right away in this game. It came off of a corner kick, which was uh, then kind of, it, I guess this was an assist from Dest. I Dest it was, uh, but it was a little bouncy bounce ricochet that fell to Jordan Morris, who slotted it away within two minutes 
of the beginning of this game, fantastic. One up. It's been a long month. We've been waiting all month for this, and it got good right away. Uh, generally speaking, this wasn't a do as dominant of a performance as it may have looked like from the score sheet uh, at the end. It, um, the 4-1 is favorable here, but uh, there was some good things happening. Uh, we got to see, oh, by the way, on that first goal, Serginho Dest in the celebration just uh, supermans himself into the into the pile, uh, um, uh, seemingly unnoticed by the rest of the American players. Uh, that was <laughs> lovely to see. <laughs> lovely to see his his chill has has uh, his his he, he's got no chill, uh, and that's good. And um, so yeah, this game back and forth sees you know uh, lots of lots of John Brooks out there just being a bag of bones, uh, potential penalty kick shout out, uh, but also being uh, a talented bag of bones and uh, cutting a lot of shit out. It was so good to see him back in the the first thirty minutes of this game, and then of course we'd earn a free kick, which would be taken by Captain Tim Ream, and Aaron Long would slot that away in the thirty fourth. What have I missed? Oh, Giassi Zardes. Mm. Giassi Zardes. <laughs> Funny Mess that you missed that one. <laughs> the next goal would come off of a uh, a nice little Jackson Yule out, outside pass to Jordan Morris on the run, who had the worst James first touch in, in the century. JMO, not that smooth, but pulled it off. Uh, 10 yards on his first <laughs> touch, and then got the chip to Giassi Zardes, who expertly, expertly slots this into what can only be seen as a fully open net. Uh, thank God for the traffic cone every once in a while. 23rd minute, we're up 2 nothing. 34th, it gets even better. Uh, Tim Ream off the free kick to Aaron Long, strong header, um, and more celebrations. 3-0 going into the half, folks. Canada would pull it back after a very nice spell that involved... Uh, a, uh, a solid save from Brad Guzan, uh, but nevertheless, off a corner kick, Steven Vittoria would score. Uh, don't let me forget to mention that right around that same time, Alfredo Morales had come in uh, for Sebastian Legette, I guess, to shore up the strength of the defense in midfield, and it didn't help much. Uh, Canada scores in the 72nd, but as a consolation, we'd get to see Giassi Zardes's finest finish of his fucking life. In the 89th, had 100 times. ronaldo of, that shit. 100 wow. out of 101 times. Uh, Zardes misses this goal. Uh, but this time, he just, he just like, he just, uh, Tim Ream that shit, bottom left, 89th minute. It's 4-1. Worth mentioning, uh, this once again comes from a nice Jackson Ewell pass off a free kick to none other than Andre de Yedlin, who had just mm. come in the game at right midfield. Andre. It was great to see him. And nobody else is able to keep that ball in bounds like DeAndre de Yedlin. Uh, you know that. And then uh, just, uh, just to cap it off, Greg Berhalter made sure, made absolutely certain to do something inexplicable. Uh, as I said, he subbed in DeAndre Yedlin late in this game and then immediately also <laughs> subbed in, uh, who was it? Um, it made it was, uh, Boyd. It subbed in yeah, Tyler Boyd yeah. and moves moves Yedlin back uh, to right back. So he played right midfield for two minutes of data, uh, and and for some reason, literally then, two minutes. The the the, uh, the game situation changed, and it was time for some Tyler Boyd right at the end. Ty, you just it's don't understand win. the system. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I fucking do not. I definitely don't. Uh, it's a win, though. We come out with a win as it should be. It felt good. It felt great. It was nice to watch the Nats score some goals. What were your first impressions? Yeah, you said it. The, this is business as usual. 
the U.S. should be winning against Canada by, you know, multi-goal scores at home. And so don't don't freak out. Don't don't freak out when we lose and, and definitely don't freak out when we win. Uh, this is still a team that's that's on the outside of the, the hex looking in. Um, and we, you know, they're strong and we give them a lot of credit, but this is the kind of game the U.S. should be winning. And what was concerning about the game is that while it was a, a large win, Canada had the majority of the ball. Canada looked like the much more fluid attacking force a lot of the time. Um, the U.S. benefited from some some uh, balls going our, our way, uh, namely on the first goal where the, the shot can can kind of go anywhere. And um, as and could it have just the happens to fall there. to Morris. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yes. The, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's uh, and and that goal was so pivotal because I felt like if it got to the if it got to halftime nil nil that the weight of of the of failure would have been on the U.S. and so getting getting a, a break early was so important. So a win, uh, nothing nothing to write home about, and you know it it kind of bugs me that the federation is branding this as like. A grudge match, and we we took our revenge on Canada. <laughs> it's like, what what they're doing is they're they're trying to diminish how bad the first loss was by elevating the quality of the opponent. Do you know what I mean? And and yes, there's a name for that logical fallacy. I don't know what yeah, it is, yeah, but there is a name a, for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some 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 Greek word, but. Yeah, it's uh, you know it it was it was a solid win. I had fun uh, watching it, and you know I I kind of wish Giassi's artist didn't have these games, but he does, and uh, I I only wish that because it just makes people decide that he should be the number one for another ten games in which he's horrible, and then it's about every ten he has a he has a belter. So like the the last one was in the Gold Cup, he had a double against a, a, a small country i i can't remember which one um you know over the summer and that's just that's how he works he's he's completely ineffective and in this game he was completely ineffective outside of the the two goals but you know he's a goal scorer you give him credit for the goals but he's still not national team quality and we've we've been over that so i think what 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 can you take necessarily like f- about the program or the the system as it were from this performance what do you think Clayton um you know incremental improvements all right Stockholm syndrome Clayton uh this is exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about so we got we saw no uh trap we saw no Roldan okay so those yep. are those are steps up we saw an improvement in the form of Dest uh so that's an incremental improvement obviously that's a clear choice. Uh, that's not a difficult selection choice, yeah. but it is an incremental improvement uh, on what we've seen. And Dust has not been here for all of the Burhalter era. And there was a time when he could have been, and he is now. So there you go. Uh, the Tim Ream decision is odd. I would have liked to have seen Dust Yedlin instead. I right. think that would have worked a lot better. Um, but as I, you know, as I keep saying with the, with this guy, you know, incremental improvements, it does get better. And when you see a John Brooks in there who can, yes, you know, John Brooks makes high-profile mistakes, but the, the difference in talent, even with, a say, a Miazga or, you know, and there's it's, no yeah, one in the pool tangible. that we can yeah. name that is at this, even close to this guy's level at center back. Yeah. So just thank God for, for John Brooks being back. 
Um, and you know, that's, that's all you can really say about it. It's, I don't, I don't feel, I don't walk away from this feeling like confident about the hex. Absolutely not. But I do think that this is essentially what a trend that we've been seeing for a lot of games. Uh, and it's, it is getting better. And I think every time we get someone off of injury, uh, every time we get another young player step up and, and, become, you know, a difference maker for this team, this system's going to look better. But can you really give Greg Berhalter credit for that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And what, did you detect anything in the patterns of play that started to feel distinctive to you? I mean, it was clear that, like, they, in the build-up, they were splitting the center backs wide, and they were, like, almost always building through um, Brooks to various degrees of success. And, uh... And I like that. I, I feel like I didn't see any long balls to Zardes the entire game, if I recall. So I'm I'm happy about that. I saw a lot of attempts at kind of penetrating passes through the middle. Um, I also saw a lot of very, uh, very hopeful, very optimistic long passing that didn't work out. And I saw I saw a lot of U.S. players just pass the ball to the opponent, which is you know the. The, the the hallmark of the Burhalter era so far, yeah. uh, so it, it's a work in progress. But I, I definitely appreciate that aspect of things, and it you know it seems like if if they can at least shore that up by the time qualifying comes around, that's going to serve us well. I mean, we are going. What I can say with confidence is that we are going to look better in six months than we look right now, and that's either that's that's probably most likely all signs point to with the Greg Burhalter as coach. Um, the question is, are we ever going to look good enough? And is it possible to incrementally improve at this rate to the team that we actually believe the U.S. can be? Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if that's the case, um, but I also, I have to, like, I, I'm going to I'm gonna Stockholm Syndrome again, that I, I agree that, you know, Zardes makes, is, is ineffective and is the same Zardes we've, we've always seen. But it's not like we saw something from uh, from from Josh Sargent that really like really blew the lid open on this one. And when you compare, I I would I I agree clearly that he's a better link up player with the touch, etc. But when you look at the difference between Dest and anyone else uh, who can play out there, it, he is blowing the lid off of it. He's making it an impossible. He's, he's megging the opponent's best player. Yeah, and he's and yeah. and he yeah, he, not only offensively but also defensively. He's yeah. he's actually he's not only up to snuff but is is just making it a, a clear choice. Uh, he makes he makes the decision impossible uh to go to go against him and and that's <clears> what you have to do and that's what you need uh players like Josh Sargent to do and and although I would go with Sargent above Zardes, I also must admit that he hasn't made it uh impossible to choose someone else. Yeah, I, I think that's true. Um, you know, I'd I'd go for Christian Ramirez or CJ Sapong or you know pick one. Yeah. Um, instead of Zardes, but but the uh the the thing with Sargent is definitely true. And for me, the role of this tournament is to prepare us for qualifying. And so I'm always in the camp that the more minutes we can get a Sargent, the better, because it's going to feed it's it sort of reverberates back into his club game where if he's sharper if he has momentum coming out of a uh, US camp that can that can serve him well when he goes back to his club 
And, um, you know, these kind of games are, are a good environment to do that. Um, and, you know, when it, when it comes to qualifying and looking forward, I think it's apropos to think about because you actually have to play half the games on the road. <laughs> so if he if Berhalter can get to the level where he's less disastrous at home, that's one thing. But we, we have seen only one away game and it was barely an away game at that. And so I'm I'm really excited to see this this Cuba game because it will indicate how well he's able to manage a tricky away trip, which is the thing that has caused the U.S. to to not go to World Cups in the past. Make no mistake, like people people say, oh, you win your home games, you should be good, and it's like, well, that might be true, but you sometimes don't. Like sometimes something goes wrong, so you can't just give up every away point. <laughs> Yeah. you know and you can't yeah, just like, that like bunker for minute logic. one it's absurd it's absurd if we're the better team let's go out and try to win yeah so even if we're couple, not the better team just give it our best you know that's right you should be trying to win every game and we are better than talent wise we are better than most teams in this region there are a couple that we that you could argue we are not as good yeah. as but we're they, like we should be winning these games tied, I mean, tied for second at Davies least or not yeah, yeah. You know, come on. Um, so a couple one hitters before we move forth to Q- to Cuba. Um, Jordan Morris. Cuba. Okay, so it's a it's a rough situation. No Polisic. What are we gonna do? Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, Jordan Morris uh, didn't do a terrible job here. Uh, he was uh, asked to fill that role, be the offensive spark, and on the the second goal in particular, <clears throat> or was it the second goal? On the third yeah, the, goal. With- on one of the goals, he he has a turn in the middle <laughs> of assist. midfield that's crucial. Not the assist. The, Not the another assist. one. He's the in the buildup yeah, yeah, where he yeah. turns Polisic-esque. Uh, he turns a defender, cuts inside on him, opens up the whole field, and it creates this attacking play. So yeah. that's something that I I haven't watched all the minutes of Seattle Sounders, but I haven't seen him do that in a U.S. jersey. Um, usually he's either scoring or crossing. That's pretty much what he's got. And uh, it was cool to see that, a little versatility. I've seen a lot of growth from this guy over the past couple of years. And, and he, was, uh, he, he was, if anybody was, the, the difference maker, so to speak. Although it, wasn't, it, was a, it was a shaky difference maker at best. But he did it. He did the thing. Yeah, his, his limitations are clear. And yeah, there was one like, particularly cringe mo- cringeworthy moment where the, he ended up on the left uh, with the ball and there was like a, a streaking runner on the right kind of into the space that he would have been in I guess I don't know some breakdown in play and all he has to do is just whip a whip a nice ball across with the left and hey. it's it's a it's a great chance for the U.S. and he just can't and he tries to do the like outside of the right foot flick thing and it just hits a defender yeah and it's like it was like a two-on-one in the middle <laughs> it's like it's so bad it's it, and so it's like yeah he he can kind of you know reach that level that we need for parts of a game or like even even the assist to Zardes he it's like if he has a better first touch it probably doesn't work out but like his first touch was so bad that it caused the keeper to come out but it was (laughs) barely good enough that the keeper didn't make it yeah, it's, yeah, it's just like more. It, it's more of this like mistake. But it, if soccer, he has a good you know? first touch, there he can score. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, sure, sure. I can give you some credit for that. But like, you it know. just reminds me like those two again. You know, thinking back to the the winner that Morris had against um, against Jamaica in the Gold Cup final. Uh, you know, two Gold Cups ago, where Zardes knows nothing about the ball and a cross just kind of bounces off of his back or or 
or but <laughs> some part of him and falls kindly to Morris. And it's like, technically, when you look at the stats, it's Zardes assist to Morris, you know, and in the same same case, it's Morris assist to Zardes, but it's like some assists are much more assisty than others. So, yeah, yeah I, so- I just, I, I just, sorry to interrupt. I just want to see controlled intentional play yeah from yeah. from the u.s and, and i and like did players not who see can that. help with that we yeah. did not see that but what we can say that we saw is uh some some real effort some some heart yes out there. yes i should and so I there have mentioned that there too. are yeah. the yeah. there are the apologists uh who feel like you know burhalter system or not the the biggest problem is the lack of intensity the lack of um heart on the field and I saw that. So as a yep. fan, not maybe not so from a from from like an analyst, if you can call me that or whatever the perspective, this was potentially equally as as concerning as some games we've seen recently. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. The goals were were there was a lot of dice rolling out there, um, but what I definitely saw, and there's no doubt about it, was a committed U.S. team. Yep. And that's that's great. I I love to see that. I at the end of the day, if we get just that, you know, I, I can, I can get behind this team. Yeah. And it, it got a little chippy at times, you know, I I like that. And you're, you're totally spot on it. That's really what we're looking for from our team because U S soccer fans are not used to seeing free flowing, pass it around, you know, great touch soccer, but we are very used to seeing hard work. And yeah, it, it has to be incremental because we want to grow and we want to evolve as a, a soccer nation and develop a brand of, of, of soccer that's kind of our own. But we can't lose that core identity that that we are just, you know, whenever there's an American on one of these English teams, all the English coaching, you know, co- coaches are, are just blown away by their work rate and how committed they are um, to to the cause and it's it's clear when our players go away, this is something that is noticed about them, and it makes sense. You know, we're we're catching up in this in this sport. So, I think yeah, we we need to never lose that. And it's what's concerning to me is that I think it's mainly being home that that does that for the team, right? right. And it's it's been tough for the team in those in those difficult environments to to really uh, to really push it. Um, especially with with you know tough weather conditions and things like that, which is very understandable. Yeah. But but it's what we need. It's what we're going to need in order to to win. Is that to maintain that level of intensity at at other times as well. That's right. And maybe Dust can help, right? Because every game's an away game for him. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, there's I've like, always there was I've always a, kind of wondered like about a, that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a press conference interview with him where he's like, "Was there any memories or you know something from your experience with your father that made you feel connected to the U.S.?" And he was like. Uh, no, like, I don't have any, <laughs> he's like, I don't have any memories in the U S he's like, I went here on vacation once to New York, but no, no, <laughs> he's just here. And he said in that we got to, like, um, this is on YouTube by in, on a strangely what I appears to be a Mexican, uh, YouTubers channel. Um, but there were, there was all these full interviews of the, all the players coming into camp the week 
you know, the week before, so five days before the game or whatever. And, and Death's interview had some answers. One, it is not a I love trap music situation. Uh, he has no <laughs> cultural uh, ties or feeling like that at all. Uh, but it was the, the uh, youth call-ups. He said that that was the, if anything, was the biggest, made the biggest difference for me. It was that U.S. called me up uh, for youth youth camps. Really? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't know if I would have made that same decision then, but I'm glad he did. So yep. let's, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> so, so all right, gotcha guys. <laughs> yeah. All, all right, uh, Jackson Yule. Have a look at have a look at how Dust carries himself uh, when we go away to Cuba, because that's that's how you do it. My man's living the away lifestyle all the time, twenty four seven. Also, by the way, in that interview mentioned that he, he, he made the decision on his own and that he is, he's, his words, I'm old enough to make this decision for myself, which Mom. was an, inc- an incredible <laughs> reminder that this kid is actually 18. <laughs> so let's get, let's, let's dig in. Let's dig, let's in, dig on in. What who should we do? Who are these people? Who are these people? Who are these people? Who are these people? So who are these people? Uh, it's an away game, Ty. I, I must admit, I'm fully with you on the on the, the away data is crucial for us going into the hex. We need to know how this team can handle that. But I'm not convinced that Cuba is the best place to get that data. Uh, is it a strong enough opponent for us to really take this seriously? Well, I think the reason to take it seriously is because it's not a strong opponent. <clears throat> so so I, I think there's no doubt, There's there's no shred of, concern that this should be tricky right and and i mean i sure hope we don't hear a lot of like oh we really respect cuba they're dangerous like this is a this is a a semi team you know and it's sad it's sad the reason for that is that when their players leave cuba they they don't get called in and that and because of the the regime and all of this political you know crap um it it compromised what they can do really in, in, in sports as a, as a nation. So, um, but the, the, the team and also the conditions in Cuba are not such that they can actually host this game. So the, it's being played in the Cayman islands instead. So it, it won't be the crowd, you know, it won't even be, it won't be the players. If it's anything, it's going to be the U S's mentality. So this is really as, as you know, the, the Toronto game is probably the lightest away game you can have. This is the second lightest. So we're just like escalating a tiny bit in difficulty. Incremental um, improvements. Yeah. This is not going to San Pedro Sula. This is not going to, um, to, to Costa Rica or, or Guatemala. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic and, you know, what we've said is that the U.S. needs to develop a different mentality and perhaps even different personnel around going on these away trips, um, which involves trying to identify who has the, the, uh, the, it's not like intelligence per se. In some ways, it's, it's almost like a lack of intelligence, like yeah, just to thought, not overthink no it. Yeah. yeah. No, yes. Yeah, exactly. The Zen no Buddhist wisdom <laughs> to, to make it through a tough CONCACAF away match. <laughs> it's just, so, it's, it's a, uh, it's a, we have the yips. The U.S. has, the U.S. has the yips when it comes to going away. And it's part of it, I think, not to go too deep on it, but like the, the, 
Americans don't necessarily travel that well. And we're, we can be kind of awkward. We don't speak other languages generally. And so there's, there's a, well, that's not true. Many, many Americans do speak other languages, but the rate is less than, than in other places. And sure. the, um, the, the, you know, we're, we're kind of xenophobic ourselves. And so when we kind of go to other places, I feel like it's, it's not as seamless as when other people come to the U S you know, to, to assimilate. Yeah. So I think like Americans struggling abroad is very common. <laughs> it's yeah, it, there's, it's, it's, I think it's your, a larger your observation is astute <laughs> that there's, it's, we're obviously not talking about like dual national type Americans, uh, equally as American. Uh, we are referring to people, you know, I fall into this category for sure. So it's me in Venice being like, wait, you don't have an English version of the menu, you know, <laughs> and being like surprised by that and just going around speaking English loudly uh, and hoping that that works. That's kind of what we're talking about. Do you have like, Starbucks here? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, it's Hamburger. A, it's a <laughs> it's a real thing. Um, and so we'd like to, we'd like to believe that at least in the game of soccer, right, we can, we can uh, attune to our higher selves and be world citizens. And I think there are those in this group who are who are capable of such things. Andre de Yedlin comes to mind straight out of Seattle. Sure. Um, you know, this is a, a dude that strikes me as someone who can, who can operate as a world citizen. Uh, certainly, of course, uh, our dual nationals out here, uh, such well, as John Brooks. The the dual nationals lack that particular uh, issue, but the particular dual nationals that we have in the roster now are European Americans. Yeah, and so this this always presents a challenge when the European Americans go to the Caribbean, go to Central America, is that the weather and the conditions are very very different than anything they're they're used to, and they have trouble adapting to the to the surroundings so if if this was a game being played in europe i think you know that that would be an asset for us um but it's 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 not so so it's unclear to me whether that will end up being a a boon in when we discuss this away team so let's do so uh the away team i'm looking at this roster right now uh let's uh let's fire greg berhalter for a second and choose from his roster the ideal away team for yeah from can this I, current roster yeah can so I actually have always felt like Brad Guzan is a great choice uh, for the away team yeah, but I'm is there good, a shot here for Sean Johnson oh uh, nah no. I might I might even want Guzan more than Stefan by the, the way the, I just noticed Sean Johnson's name uh, typoed on the U S soccer website Sean J O H S O N nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Josan. Josan. <laughs> no, Brad Guzan, Brad, away Brad keeper. Guzman my man Sean Josan. Guzman Dembele. My man has <laughs> been Dembele. He's been the away keeper for his entire life. Just bench I I there. like him away. I he's he is he's a bull in a china shop. He's not phased by anything. I feel like Stefan would get howleritis in these situations. Yes. I'm so with you on I that. I, at home, I want I want Stefan's agility, quickness, leadership, etc. But I like I like Guzan, battering ram out there. Love it, love it. All right, so now we're moving into the defense. Here, I asked you last ep, does Nick Lima make the away team? Hard no, <laughs> hard no, hard no, hard no. But Des does, right? 
Yeah, for now. Yeah. Until no. until we yes get... or no? That can be a no. Uh, yes, yes, yes. All right. Yes, What's your back yeah. four here? What's your back four? Over? Well, yeah, I'll go for Dest Yedlin on the outside, and then yes, please. I'll do, uh, Brooks is a tricky one. He hasn't been good in these games. He is so good that he's he's the kind of guy you would sacrifice for. But I think the alternative would be like Zimmerman Long, something like that. That's a very away. I don't think I want game. Ream. Yeah, and like a lot of the time, these games come down to like weird wet set pieces, you know. Yeah. And so the the height is very important. In Walker general, Zimmerman so. is all about weird. Wet he set loves pieces. he loves a weird wet set piece. <laughs> that guy. All right, all right. Put it so in the maybe, mixer. Uh, maybe if we could have our druthers, uh, we see some Reggie Cannon in the home game, and then and then you know uh, Dest Yedlin in the away. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure about Cannon. It's not he's an option. He, he's not well uh, for the away team. He's an way. option, yeah, but no, I, I'm, I like I'm no I like Yedlin. For, I'm no I like Yedlin away. Team cannon. Yeah, yeah, Yedlin yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. So midfield, uh, Alfredo Morales. First, my get first in. On the, first, on the first name. Well, well, yeah, Weston. Weston Morales. Weston? Oh, oh yeah. Give me some of that. And then Love I like it. Sebastian Letjet. That guy. This is just our actual. He's 11, a world. Though. Well, he's yeah, that's true. This is true. That's but the he, problem. The, the man. The man's a world traveler. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we, we're not getting to pick play. Like, there might be some players that we would pick specifically for this, you know, where you have to pick from the roster. But who, yeah, is yeah. there anyone who's, like, on the fringes, like, you know, was on the bench or, or, you know, not in the team the other day who we would want more? So we got to uh, see Morales. We just want Morales the, for, like, every minute, for, for 180 minutes if necessary. Yeah away from the from the this roster no Tough i mean we were close we were we were uh, sadly pretty close to my choice 11 from this roster but there's a lot of there's a lot of people not getting called up that uh that that would make this conversation a right right nuanced. yeah and there's we don't even have another option at striker because i don't think either of these guys works really yeah this is yeah, the spot I, for know. a christian ramirez i feel yep yep this is the Christian Ramirez slot. Uh, won't go to him. I'm gonna. We got. We got to give it to Sergeant, I guess, for lack of a better choice. Um, yeah, but haven't uh, seen him do it in these games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the yeah, limits of the thought exercise. Yeah, yeah, but neither for us if it's the away mentality. Um, what about on the wings here, Ariel? Ariel is the, the easy. away captain, baby. The away captain, away coach. Ariel, <laughs> get in. That that man is hard. <laughs> <laughs> he also is consistent that's the thing yeah he's a, he never goes above a seven uh but never goes below a five right we always get the same shit from areola every game them nips hard as hard as a rock every time all day baby all day and then, and then jamo smooth don't bother making the flight it's cool yeah. just go home and and pet your dog yeah and yeah, uh he... yeah we i i think i'll go for boyd if, there we are uh, from here you know, you're because... going to hate me for it, but um, I I have to say, of all the Roldans, uh, the away Roldan is probably the best Roldan, um, and I, I want to I just give him a shout out for the away team from this roster. Okay, okay. I know, okay. I know. Okay. You okay. hate, you hate okay. it. Okay. But, okay. Uh, he's a, well, he can go, he worker. can start instead of Dest. Let's put him, let's put him at left back, just chuck him out there. No, he could play, he could play right wing, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He's the he's the new Bedoya. 
Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Um, Boy, Boyd at striker. Let's go for that. All right, but what but we're Boyd, Boyd is playing at Besiktas, and he and you know obviously came through the the New Zealand system and played on plenty of you know soggy wet fields, uh, growing up. And I, so I feel like the combination of like mentality and adaptability is is very powerful there. I like that shout out, especially considering the way Boyd came out the gates in the Gold Cup, just knowing no one, literally having no idea what's going on. And ball and just, hogging from game yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> I, li- I mean, we that like that for the brazen. away team. We yeah, like yeah that. exactly. Shit's nuts. I love it. Um, but what we'll yelling actually at see, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Giving him pointers. Also, on that note, I like John Brooks, like almost giving away a penalty and then immediately turning to, to tell the other players what to do next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. First, telling the ref not a penalty, and then telling other players what. Brooks to do. has Love like it. a goldfish memory. It's <laughs> he, he doesn't doesn't phase him at all. Uh, what we'll actually see, Matt Turner. Uh, Tim Ream, Walker Zimmerman, uh, <laughs> Daniel Lovitz, Nick Lima. Zardes uh, as Roldan, the 10. Trap, yes. Zardes, 10. <laughs> uh, we'll see, we'll see. But it's it's uh, it's got to be a win, right? So how do we define success here? Uh, is it is it something we see? Is it a is it a certain player playing well? What's our what's our our, our metric, our rubric here for a successful Cuba outing? Mm. Well, I, I think success is that the team looks like it's a home game that that that's and and right now that's not even very good but i just want to see a similar level of you know intensity of organization of execution that we did in the in the in the orlando game and i you know it's tough to say i don't know how the field will be the field is always a factor in these things but sometimes that can be overrated as well and you know both teams have to play on it so it, we we might not be able to play slick passing football, you know that, and that's that's fine. We might have to flex and and do something a little bit differently. Um, but I just want to see, I you know, we can definitely run, and it's it's November, you know, it's it's not like it's going to be you know, a thousand degrees. It's, it'll be maybe muggy, but it's not going to be insane. So I I feel like it's it's a, a perfect test to just get the team used to the idea that you aren't worse when you go away from home. Like the circumstances yeah. are a little different, but you're the same team. And if you beat this team at home, what was it, eight nothing or that was it, right? Some eight. shit, yeah. Yeah, then you should beat them away at least six nothing. You know, it's it's the same team with the same players, and they're not even at home. You know, yeah, it's yeah. just so- don't let it get in your head. Yeah, don't let it phase you. For me, I think the golfing class is so much that I don't care how much rain there is. Uh, I want to see a, a cleaner performance. Um, this is a great opportunity. This is essentially like training field situation. I want to see some burhalter patterns. If we're if we're stuck with the burhalter, I want to see it go well. Uh, so that's important to me. And then and then above all, I want to continue to see that intensity. What I loved about the U.S. coming out against Cuba the first time around was it looked like a group of guys who wanted to prove something. And I want to see that continue. I want to see no mercy. I want to see absolute uh, abs- absolute destruction. I like I also like a shout for no mercy, because I feel like yeah. there was, you know, if you can critique the there are lots of ways to critique the Canada win, but but one is that they they did step off the gas a little bit in the second half, and it wasn't quite as as aggressive or crisp. So you want to see that for longer, and you want to see you want to see domination from wire to wire against a team like Cuba. 
I would add as well that a healthy John Brooks is, you know, a healthy John Brooks on the bench is better than an injured John Brooks on the field. Uh, so whatever it takes, well uh, keep this guy, keep this guy healthy because he he is far and away. He's he's the best choice. He's the best thing we got back there. We've got we have a spine. We have a spine, yeah. and he's the center back spine part. Yeah, we need him. He's need the him. vertebra. That's right. He's, what's the what's he's the base several vertebra, vertebra called? <laughs> I don't know. Let's just go with that. <laughs> yeah, he's the vertebra and the hernia. It is. Mm. Put that in, put that in our bars, dog. Hashtag bars. All right. So we're getting out of here. Uh, we're going to be with you. We're going to be with you after this game for for a little review, and then we're getting close, folks. You've 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 heard us talk about it all year, but we are coming around. To our uh, to peep season, baby. So yeah. so get your peep nominations in now. If you if you heard something and you didn't follow up on it, do it because uh, that's coming around and and we may have a bonus sewed in there for you in the in the winter season. So so keep an eye out for that as well. But before any of that happens, we're gonna play Cuba and talk about it. Ty, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Lego, Lego. I love it uh, when. I receive by accident uh, someone else's clothing in my laundry from the laundromat. Now I understand how this could be disturbing for some, uh, but for me, for me, it's a variety sign of, is the spice of life. <laughs> it's, it's it's where I get all of my most interesting pieces mm. uh, in my wardrobe, and it's also it's also a metaphor for life. No, nothing is permanent, folks. There's no such thing as ownership. I also like it. <laughs> <laughs> I also like it uh, when uh, the Spotify algorithm comes through in the clutch and and provides you with some. I, and I'll go any any of the algorithms, the Google, the Alexa algorithm, any of those. When one of those algorithms and Pandora, fuck it. When one of those gives you a song you didn't know Pinterest. about, Pinterest, rad. Pinterest, <laughs> the Pinterest <laughs> algorithm. I love that. TikTok. I, love <laughs> I just love that so much. And I also quite like uh, I quite like changing up my haircut, switch it to a different thing. You got to do it every once in a while. But I don't love any of that stuff as much as I have always loved the Nats. Let's go, boys! Home game, go, home, game. home game, home game, <laughs> home game, home game, home game, home game. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. I love it when I go get my haircut and I get someone else's haircut randomly. <laughs> it, it reminds me that ownership is an illusion. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it when I go to get my haircut and my barber cuts his own hair. <laughs> He's like, You're that'll not be the boss of me. 45, please. <laughs> Plus two. I'm like, you look great. <laughs> you look fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you're totally ready for my date later <laughs> all right all right enough goodbye <laughs>